When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you're in North or South Carolina, enter the cat cave to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast with yours truly, Ryan Frick and Michael Davis, as part of the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. Powered by the Fans First Sports Network, where you can hear shows like Embrace Debate, uh, as well as many others uh, dealing around the Carolina Panthers. As always, it's your guy, Billy Rye, otherwise known as Ryan Frick here, uh, talking some Carolina Panthers. Because we are we are sort of, uh, I would say, deep into training camp, but we're only about a week in. Uh, Michael, how's everything going, bud? Good to see, Good to see your face again. Yeah, of course. It's always good to be on the show with you. I know we've went to a few, like, arguments and he had debates uh the last few weeks on the show but still a good time to see you plus i do want to recognize that i am wearing a wrestling shirt and the reason i picked this wrestling shirt was a we have wrestling podcasts on wednesday afternoons on the tobacco road sports radio channel and this is the closest thing to atlanta falcon colors and as a matter of fact you're wearing atlanta falcon colors this week as well this is not a carolina this is not an atlanta falcon color no 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 no, 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 no. You're not going to do that. All right. You're not going to do that. This is not an Atlanta Falcons color. I'm wearing my Carolina Gamecock gear to celebrate the commitment of a five-star athlete for the Gamecocks for the 2024 season. That's what this is. Don't, don't twist it, Michael. You're about to get the show off onto a bad start. Hey, ju- just saying, the Falcons pose a bigger threat to the Panthers than the Saints. And I've gotten a lot of heat for that, but... Um... As you know, it's justified, Michael. It's, it's not justified. justified. It's not it's justified. 100%. It's 100% justified. What do you mean it's not? It, it, what, what do you mean it's, it's not justified? You, 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 keep, you keep doing this. I'm doing what? You, you're the one that keeps doing this, Michael. You're the one that wants to get under my skin. Um, you're the one that, that just wants to keep rehashing this, this, this Atlanta Falcons narrative as far as like, oh, they're they're the team to watch out for. Like you're talking about dark horses. Now, now, granted, listen, there are some some experts out there that are saying the Falcons could be a dark horse team. But I'm one of those experts, by the way. The, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying we can learn a lot from training camp. We're learning a lot about the Falcons, but we're also learning a lot about this Carolina Panthers team in this training camp we're what day five six in to train camp now yeah we're at least a week into their tenure in wofford in 2023 um and what a great transition michael that's that's why they pay you the big bucks to do this um yeah let's get right into training camp news first of all in the most unsurprising news of the off season i believe it was like episode three of the cat cave where <laughs> they came out and said andy dalton is our number one quarterback. And everybody's like, oh, is Andy Dalton going to start? Like, are they really going to draft Bryce Young number one and not start him? 
And I, I think both of us agreed even back then that you don't waste a number one draft pick on a quarterback and him not start week one. Right before training camp started in the summer workouts, they had already named Bryce Young the number one quarterback on the, on the depth chart. And they've doubled down. Bryce Young officially named QB1. However, he has struggled at times in camp with accuracy. Meanwhile, Andy Dalton has been a little more accurate. Um, both, both have made mistakes in training camp. Um, from what I was reading on Panthers.com, um, Frankie Louvu was able to grab an interception against Bryce Young uh, in, in practice, as well as Shaq Thompson. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I, I'm going to butcher this name, Kamu Gruger hill um, has already picked off Andy Dalton twice. So um, not great quarterback play early in camp. The reason Bryce Young was named the starter and named the number one quarterback here was because of his ability to understand the playbook. And now we are at the point where we have to worry about execution. We're only a week into training camp. Is it an overreaction to say that the Panthers should be concerned about their quarterback play after less than a, a week of practices here in training camp? It's a little bit of an overreaction. Of course, Bryce Young's QB1. They're going to start him week one. And even if you have one of these Peyton Manning rookie years where Bryce is throwing a lot of interceptions, you got to let him play through that. And he's he's been picked off in three straight practices. Um, t- once by Luvu, uh, twice by the other linebacker that you tried pronouncing the name. Can you go for that again? Oh, don't you make me do this. <laughs> is, it, is it Kamu Gruger Hill? It, it's something close to that. Who knows? Um, but please, please don't come for me. But but the big thing that Frank Wright mentioned was after Bryce Young threw that interception to Luvu in practice, you know, he bounced back. He uh he completed seven of his next nine attempts, uh, finishing eight for twelve in there. Um, had a drop on his last attempt. So I mean those things are going to happen. They're considered growing pains for a rookie quarterback. Uh, I, I do believe that Bryce Young is the right decision to start at quarterback week one for the Panthers. And again, they are the favorites to win this division. If something happens and he's just turning the ball over a lot and he's not seeing the field well, let him play through that. And if the Panthers in the instance don't win the division this year, at least you'll have 16, 17 games of Bryce Young, you know, healthy, playing well, or, you know, learn from his mistakes. Well, they did sign another quarterback uh, to sort of back up um, Bryce Young, to back up Matt Corral in some of the preseason games because the team is not expecting to play a lot of Andy Dalton in the preseason. Um, I, I don't think that's a big deal. Um, I, I only mentioned it to say that that Andy Dalton is here uh, to provide veteran leadership. Um, and uh, it's, it's sort of surprising that you're not going to let him get some first team reps in or at least get some get some reps in the, in the preseason if, if they're just sort of kind of testing out to see what they have in Matt Corral. I, just, I don't know if Matt Corral goes into the season on this Panthers roster. Michael, do you, do you have any any thoughts on what happens with Matt Corral here going like towards the end of training camp? Well, it, it depends what they want to do at quarterback. Uh, sometimes teams only keep two quarterbacks. Sometimes they keep three. One thing that Carolina could consider is 
cutting Corral at the preseason and hoping to sign him to the practice squad. But there comes a lot of risk with that about so, Corral signing with another team. Correct me if I'm wrong. After what happened with the 49ers, was there not something put into, into place where teams can carry a third quarterback on the roster going into regular season games? Or am I, am I remembering incorrectly? Well, they can carry, you know, as many quarterbacks as they want. I, I think that the idea is that they have an extra roster space for a hmm. third quarterback. Again, I, I could be wrong there. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, the Panthers offense is, is doing what they do. Some getting some, some good reports about Levishik Chenault. Um, talking about the speed of DJ Chark, uh, despite his his coming off of injury the majority of last season. Um, they did cut a wide receiver that was not something that somebody that we've even named on this show in the past. Um, they're they're making cuts, they're making moves here uh on this Carolina Panthers roster, uh, but primarily on the defensive side. Uh, the Panthers went out and signed not only Deion Jones. Um, but I'm I'm already re- misremembering the the other name. He was an undrafted or undrafted defensive end, um, Nick Thurman. Um, and the Panthers cut two defensive players to make room for these guys. Uh, Deion Jones returning to the NFC South after a stint in Atlanta um, had some some decent stats here as a former second round draft pick by the Falcons uh, in the the season that the, the Falcons made it to the Super Bowl. In Deion Jones' rookie season, three interceptions, two touchdowns. Um, really good defensive player. I forgot the second team that he played for. But back in the NFC South, um, the Panthers Panthers coaching staff is 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 in, encouraged and delighted to have Deion Jones here. Um, Michael, I guess I guess my question about Deion Jones is obviously they, they've given him the number fifty three, which was the number previously assigned to Brian Burns who if we recall a few episodes ago, we talked about changed his jersey number to zero. Um, what are your thoughts on the Deion Jones adding? Do you, do you think it's a, a, maybe even Nick Thurman, you can you can speak to that too. Um, any any thoughts on on what kind of contributions these guys can make uh, to this roster, uh, especially getting signed so early in training camp? Well, that's, that's the big key right there is early on in training camp. You're trying to move these other players along. You look at the linebacker, depth they have right now you have gross matos you have Shaq thompson you have frankie louvu um you have these guys who are probably going to start for you um but Dion jones being a veteran he can provide depth off the bench also like last year uh he started the season on injured reserve he came back and so he wasn't really healthy at all last year he ended up having like 44 tackles um, six for loss, and then an interception, like 11 games played. Uh, he played partly for the Falcons, partly for the Cleveland Browns. I think bringing Deion Jones in as a veteran presence, like if he's healthy, I mean, who knows? He could even make his way into that starting lineup. Or if there is an injury go down, insert Deion Jones and you know, not really miss a beat on that defense, which is so huge because – I mean, he's only 28 years old, and we're talking like he's not in his prime anymore. And we've been mentioning on the show, uh, I don't know if the producer Desmond Johnson will uh, agree with this because he's like, you know, it's sign all these big names, you know, people talking about DeAndre Hopkins or Dalvin Cook or Ezekiel Elliott. We never mentioned. 
Jadavian Clyde. We never we never mentioned Deion Jones. Mm-hmm. Deion Jones has flown under the radar, but this is a very quality signing for the Carolina Panthers. I'm not disagreeing with it at all, uh, but to make room for for these two signings, the Panthers waived uh, uh, John Pinassini, an outside linebacker, defensive tackle John Pinassini, and waived outside linebacker Aaron Mosby. Um, they they signed Pinassini, and I, I'm probably saying that name wrong, in April, um, trying to provide some, some depth to uh, the nose tackle position. Um, and Mosby spent most of the last year on the practice squad uh, but they, you know, they had to make room for, for Deion Jones and Nick Thurman. They're sort of shuffling around the defense, uh, especially when it comes to um, some offseason signings, uh, which goes to my point and, and the question I want to pose to you, Michael. Um, why have there been so many roster moves on, on defense? Is it, listen, the Carolina Panthers have, have some quality players. I mean, this defense was a good defense last year. We've talked about this on the show. We've talked about this on other other shows with Desmond Johnson. The problem with the Panthers last year was not defense, but it seems to me that obviously Deion Jones is a quality, quality sign. I'm not sure how great the Nick Thurman signing is going to be. I think he fits that three, four uh, scheme that they want to run here in Carolina. But to me, it it, it seems like there, that there's more concern about getting the right guys in and, and for that, for that matter, maybe they don't feel like they have a lot of the right guys in at this point. Um, what's your thoughts on on the roster moves that they made on defense, and, and so many of them uh, here? You know, uh, here we are a week in a training camp. Well, there's a there's a lot of layers to this, right? So first first of all, you mentioned John Pinnacini, uh, your former Detroit Lion as well. He had retired. And he came out of retirement to sign on with the Carolina Panthers. And now he's been released. Now, obviously, we're not in the heads of the coaches and the people making the decisions. We're not even in John Pinsini's head. But what if he just wasn't in that condition, either physically or mentally, to play Carolina Panther football? That's got to be something to consider. Um, And then when you talk about all the roster moves on defense – they got a new defensive coordinator. Ijiro Evero is a new defensive coordinator. He's coming from uh, previously the Denver Broncos defensive coordinator last year. I mean, whenever you change man- management styles, let, let's give a world, real life, you know, scenario with this. You know, let's say you're working a job, right? Okay. You know, you're there, you're there several years, you know, you can do your job really well, probably the strength of the, you know, workplace, and then your boss leaves. A few weeks later, you get a new manager. New manager comes in. They may have a different style of how they want to run the place, and they're starting to hire their own guys. That fits their system. That fits their scheme. And it's no, it doesn't matter how hard you've worked for that organization. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, what you've done previously. If you don't fit into that new manager's scheme or system, then you're probably on the chopping block. You're you're going to you know move on, and you know they're going to fill that position with the guys that they want that fit their system of doing things. And nothing's more true than that than the NFL, especially when you talk about defense and you talk about 
defensive schemes. Who do you want to play at this position? Who do you want to play at that position? What kind of linebacker do you want? Do you want a speed rusher? Do you want somebody who can cover the field? Like all of this stuff, defensive line, you know, what, what gap are you going into? Uh, all of this has went into all the defensive moves for the Carolina Panthers and also being able to sign a guy like Deion Jones. But we're we're talking like, you know, we haven't seen all these moves across the roster. I mean, just look. I mean, the Panthers are going to have a new quarterback. They're going to have a new running back. They're going to have a new starting receiver. They're going to have a new starting tight end. Like, that's the core of your offense. And you've brought in four new guys to run your system. Like, this is a completely different team than we saw last year. Yeah, there's familiar faces. Um, we've recognized, you know, Quanu, Bozeman. Like, we've recognized some of those guys on the offensive line. You go to the defensive side, they still have Derek Brown. They still have Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns, J.C. Horn. Honestly, there might be more familiar faces on defense than the offensive side of the ball. But all those changes come just because there's new management in town. It's a new era of Carolina Panther football. I mean, you, you sort of to your point, you mentioned that there are some probably more familiar faces on defense than there are on offense, which to me was more startling that now granted it wasn't like they were cutting JC Horn and Brian Burns to go sign Deion Jones, uh, you know, but it, it, it was just surprising to me considering that there was, you know, the defenses that was their strong suit. And, you know, some of those, those core depth guys are, are, you know, I wouldn't say on the outside looking in, um, but are no longer with the team as they as they bring in some new guys to try to add depth. I do want to I do want to mention a couple things here um, from the Tuesday training camp article posted on Panthers.com. Um, the Panthers were out without C.J. Henderson and and again I'm going to butcher this name uh, Rezon Rezon right uh, right Rezon right uh, because of injuries um, and the perception of the defensive back position. Um, and this is this is this is a direct quote here. The perception of that position uh, as a trouble spot was partially because of the OTA and minicamp absences of J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson. But these guys are both playing. Um, while the, the team is sort of wanting to make sure that these guys aren't going to get overworked, aren't going to re-injure themselves. Um, but Dante Jackson is at full strength. Um, you've got other guys like DJ Chart caught two touchdowns from Bryce Young in Tuesday's minicamp session. Hayden Hurst caught a touchdown in the front of the end zone in, in training camp. Uh, so it shows that when these guys are, you know, potentially absent, that the secondary might struggle. But these guys are so... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Stepping up. Um, what are your thoughts on on the fact that both Horn and Dante Jackson are are practicing here early in minicamp? And and what are your? I, I also want to kind of get your thoughts on. And I'm, I'm throwing a bunch at you at once. Uh, Dante Jackson thinks he's the fastest guy on the team, if not one of the fastest guys. And DJ Chark thinks that 
he's got something to say about it. So what's your thoughts on having J.C. Horn and Jackson back in the lineup practicing in minicamp? Um, what do the Panthers have to do to keep them fresh and healthy? And then who you th- who do you have in a foot race between Dante Jackson and D.J. Chart? Well, that's the great thing about training camp is you get to see the competitive nature of the players on your team all, all the time. One of the best battles to watch is a wide receiver who wants to be that guy and then the cornerback who feels like he is that dog. And with Dante Jackson, DJ Chark, by the way, I'm, I'm, I was a little skeptical of DJ Chark. He's impressed so far. And the only reason he's done that is because of establishing a connection early with Bryce Young. DJ Chark has done that. Jonathan Mingo has done that. I was right about Mingo. I'll, 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 I'll concede that. Mingo looks like he wants to step up and be a contributor. I'll concede that. Thank you. Thank you. So, but we, and I, but I, I don't mean to get off topic because I want to hear your thoughts on Horn and, and Jackson. But Chenault is stepping up in practice. I, I said that DJ Chark and Chenault can both be number one, number two type wide receivers with Adam Thielen in the slot. Are you, do you still think I was out? According to your show title, do you still think I was out of pocket with that take considering how well they're playing in, in training camp right now? Um, I'm not sold on Chenault yet. Are you sold on DJ Chark? I'm like leaning that way. He's Especially, six foot four and he's got like four, four speed. With the connection that he's establishing with Bryce Young, that is so crucial for a wide receiver in today's game, especially for a rookie receiver. I mean, that's why I'm like, okay, Thielen in practice has been the escape. Like, he's he's been the escape guy. Hey, if you get in trouble, throw it to Thielen. He'll grab it. DJ yeah, he's Chark. Security blanket. He's, been, he's been your security blanket. He's been the security blanket. Jonathan Mingo's just looked incredible. Like, amazing. Yeah. And I, and I told everybody. Um, but, oh, brother. Oh, brother. Uh, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, on Dante Jackson and J.C. Horn taking, taking, taking part in minicamp so soon? And what are the Panthers have to do to keep them healthy? Yeah, so th- there was concern, obviously, because Horn and Jackson, who are the two top corners on the Panthers' depth chart, uh, they missed OTAs. They missed minicamp. Uh, I was on the show a few weeks ago and still kind of relate to this. If J.C. Horn doesn't remain healthy, you might want to trade him while you can and get the most out of him. Uh, nobody loved that take, but, you know, everybody can, you know, just deal with it. You know, you that's what they did with Christian McCaffrey. Nobody wanted to listen to me there, and, you know, they got what they could for McCaffrey in that San Francisco deal. But it's it's giving guys opportunities to step up, but nobody stepping up. Like that that that's the problem. Is like when Horn and Jackson have been off the field, nobody stepped up against a rookie quarterback. Nobody stepped up against that offense that hasn't found their chemistry quite yet. Like, and that's concerning. Even on though on top of the do, fact that the other guys can't get healthy either. Even though you do play in a division with Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, you know, Desmond Ritter as of now. Mayfield and Rizmer, yeah, yes. Derek Carr, no. I'm 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 still not sold that Derek Carr is going to be terrible this year. Well, he was terrible last year with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. 
Listen, I, I, I'm Two glad you top up, five at their position. I'm glad that you brought up Derek Carr, and and I, I'm I'm probably going to sort of curse myself here and 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 sort of help prove your point for you. Uh, yes. But Bank, Bankerville and I are going to be talking on tap outs and touchdowns this week, um, and Jimmy Garoppolo versus Derek Carr comparison is going to come up. Um, in their career, Derek Carr, sixty three and seventy nine as a starter. You want to take a guess at what Garoppolo's career record is? 40 and 17. Uh, Garoppolo has a better completion percentage by 3%. Uh, a yard more in pass, pass yards per attempt. Uh, passing touchdowns, five uh, to Derek Carr's 4.4. Uh, the biggest one is playoff wins. Jimmy Garoppolo has four playoff wins. Derek Carr has none. Um, having said that, the Raiders have played in a division with Patrick Mahomes for the majority of Derek Carr's career. Derek Carr has never had an easier track to the playoffs as he does this year. As long as the Saints can put it together and compete in the South, I think the NFC is down this year. Outside of the division winners, the rest of the NFC is down. And so I think the Saints make the playoffs. Um, I it it frustrates me to no end how absolutely convinced you are that the Falcons are the team that the Panthers need to worry about. Like it just doesn't it it, it doesn't I, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Uh have you, but have you seen the Falcons in train camp right now? I see bits how and pieces. B, how Bijan's looking. Yeah, Bijan, of Drake course Bijan's gonna look good. Who cares about Drake London? Oh, somebody better. Because Drake, if the Drake, Panthers, Drake London the is Panthers no don't Ridley. get their secondary healthy, they're not going to be able to stop Drake London. If you get pressure on Desmond Ritter, all he's going to do is turn the ball over anyway. Well, that that's the recipe for the I would argue the Panthers that, then. I would argue that Desmond Ritter will have five turnovers forced against him against the Panthers this season, at least five between the two games they play between the two games between four sack fumbles or interceptions. I think, I think Desmond Ritter will have at least five turnovers against the Panthers this year. Now, again, uh, I, I, I think the saints have a decent defense, so I'm not saying that he's going to turn them all turn over against them. The Buccaneers are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. So if the Falcons have a chance to sweep a team in the NFC, it's going to be in the NFC South. It's going to be the Bucs. <laughs> can can I go? Can I go ahead and like get my flowers? Because every single person that I told this to about Baker Mayfield, I was like, he is not the savior of your franchise. Everyone hated me for that take twelve months ago. Everybody, what exactly? All you had to do was watch film. Exactly. This and the one, Oklahoma the one response I got, the one response I got was, he took the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs one season. I'm like, dude, come on. Like, Baker is not that guy. With, okay? all, of, with all of the trash takes that you've had, I'm surprised that was the one that people came for you from. Like, I'm, I, I, of all the takes for them to come after you about, that was not the one. I tried. Um, I try to be unbiased when it comes to, you know, evaluating these teams. Which, oh yeah, just like as, you think anybody should add Zeke because Zeke is still in his prime. Yeah, that's unbiased. I'm not saying he's in his prime. 
His numbers well, have declined every year he's been in the league. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying he's a veteran presence. If you need short yardage gained, which is what the Panthers need, they need a short yardage back. There's nobody better on third and one. I know we're off topic here. Zeke met with the Patriots this week. If he signs with the Patriots, what kind of season do you expect him to have? Uh, I think he'll be, you know, a nice second or third option. Again, on short yardage gowns. You don't see him starting in New England. Stevenson's starting. Is Stevenson a better running back than Ezekiel Elliott? Well, they're putting Stevenson up there right now on the depth chart. Well, Zeke hasn't been signed yet, so we don't know that. Zeke's not going to step in anywhere and start. Like, unless there is an injury, Zeke's not going to be a starter. That's not about his Dal- role anymore. Will Dalvin Cook go sign somewhere and be a starter? Well, Dalvin Cook's probably going to sign with the Jets, and they have Brees Hall. So you never Dalvin's know. Gonna be, Dalvin's going to be a nice two. You never know. With the fact that the Colts are getting the, the Colts are in a terrible position with Jonathan Taylor, thanks to Jim Al Davis Ursay, um, the Colts might be in the in the neighborhood for a new a new running back. You never know. Um, let's get I'm back saying. to Panthers talk for a second because we're running late. Uh, Michael, we've got a, the, the last thing that I want to touch on is that the Panthers announced their 2023 Jersey schedule. I don't, again, I, I love uniforms, right? Uh, but it's just the Jersey announcements. They haven't announced what, what sort of color combinations that they're going to do. Um, if if you, you can go to Panthers.com and see it. Uh, they only have two games this year. where they are going to be wearing the Carolina blue uniforms uh, week six at the dolphins and week 13 at Tampa Bay. Um, they're going to wear their white uniforms. Let's see, four, eight times more than any other uniform, uh, any other jersey color this season. Um, and then they're going to wear their their black uniforms seven times, uh, week three, and finish the season off against Tampa Bay in their black uniforms. Um, what's your take on them announcing their jersey combinations or their jersey colors in training camp? Like, what's the significance to this, if if anything at all? Well. One, I'm curious where the uh, color rush jerseys are. Number two, <laughs> have they done away with the color rush jerseys? I have not heard of them doing. I mean, the color rush color jerseys rush. was their blue. They just wore blue pants with it. And secondly, I'm kind of disappointed that the Blues only making two appearances. I, f- I feel like jersey. I feel like that's that's your staple, right? Like, you know, I mean, just to wear white or black instead of your blue so black was black and white were their original jersey colors they didn't start off with the blue jerseys until the early 2000s and i know that because one of the first football jerseys that i owned like as a teenager was a jake delome powder blue panthers jersey if you want to call it powder blue the carolina panther blue uh jersey because it was my favorite jersey they had i've got that jersey sitting upstairs somewhere i've got a steve smith powder blue jersey i've got my black mike davis jersey and an oversized white steve smith jersey that i'll probably have to replace with uh potentially jc horn or hayden hurst i'd love to get a white hayden hurst jersey yeah christmas is coming up in five months maybe i can ask for that for christmas um now go ahead mike with um because i know we gotta get going but the significance behind this imagine you're a fan and you've picked out that one game to go to and you don't have that jersey color yet for whatever reason you're going to go and you're going to try to get that color jersey before the game starts. So I think it's great marketing to go ahead and announce this while fans have bought tickets or before they buy tickets saying, hey, if you want to match the players on the field, 
this is the jersey color to wear. I'm right there with you, man. Listen, Michael, tell the audience where they can find you. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I've had my Twitter handle on the uh, screen for most of the show, but uh, you can find me on Our Pocket with Michael Davis Fridays live at 4 on Tobacco Road Sports Radio and WWBG 1470 AM. And then Drop the Mic Wrestling Podcast, which airs wrestling on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel. Honestly, subscribe to the YouTube channel because that's where the cat cave, drop the mic, out of pocket is. But Bully Rye, where can they find you, my guy? Uh, as Michael said, I also have a podcast called Tap Outs and Touchdowns where I discuss wrestling early in the week and football late in the week, uh, wrapped in a nice sandwich here with the cat cave. You can find me on Twitter at Tap Outs and TDs, Facebook.com slash Tap Outs and Touchdowns. Um, and I don't know if you noticed this, but there is a brand new podcast uh, that has joined the, the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. And inside the vault where host Ryan Smith is going to be interviewing Panthers beat writers of former players and coaches, get a deeper look at Panther Nation. So make sure not only do you check out the Cat Cave, uh, but you check out uh, Inside the Vault, Embrace Debate. Um, and of course, I'm forgetting the last one. Oh, uh, Believe in Panthers. How am I forgetting uh, the original Panthers podcast hosted with Jay Stu, with with Jonathan Stewart and, and uh, producer of the show uh, Desmond Johnson? So make sure you check out uh, the Keep Pounding Podcast Network wherever you get your podcast. Uh, follow the Tobacco Road Sports Radio channel on YouTube to make sure you get all the video podcasts, um, and make sure you check out Michael and myself on our respective podcasts every week, including this one the the cat cave but as of now it's time to exit the cat cave until next week uh but again remember to listen to more content by michael and myself ryan uh on tobacco road sports radio's youtube channel uh with all the carolina centric podcasts that i've announced uh that 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 will be airing weekly for michael davis it's your guy billy ryan aka ryan frick thanks for joining us here on the cat cave and we'll see you next week